You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. If you guys go ahead and grab a seat uh, this morning, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. I want to minister uh, a message, amen, of getting ready for the gospel that we're getting ready to receive and be reminded of, amen, uh, in these next couple weeks, amen. Of course, we know next week is Palm Sunday, amen. Of course, this is the great entrance of Jesus Christ, amen, the great celebration of Hosanna, amen, as he started to sing and worship him and throw palm branches, amen, and honoring Jesus as the as a, as a guest of honor of the city. Of course, a few days later, amen, the crucifixion happens, amen. Um, on Good Friday, amen, he's arrested, amen, he's convicted on a crime he did not commit, uh, and, and, and put sentenced to death. And then we thought it was all over, amen, on Friday, but then Sunday came around, hallelujah, and we heard the good news that Jesus got up, amen, hallelujah. Man, if we had Facebook back then, boom, 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 that'd be the highlight right there. He got up, amen. Something happened, amen. And so uh, we're here to celebrate and remind that of people. It's the gospel. This is the gospel. The gospel is very simple. It's the gospel of love. It's the gospel of redemption, salvation, amen. The gospel, amen, of a, of a, of a price that was laid for us, the perfect Lamb of God, the final sacrifice that set us all completely free. As, as we accept Him as Lord and Savior, He comes in and He saves us. Amen. But in order to advance the Gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ, Amen, how many know that it needs to be passed down? It needs to be passed down. See, in disciple making, one of the things that we must say, I must, we must accomplish to be successful in disciple making is that we pass it down to the next generation. That we pass it down to the next generation, that we leave them. Come on, a living legacy. Legacy means this, something that is transmitted by or received from an ancestor or a forerunner from the past. Amen. Today I want to minister a message that's entitled, Pass It Down. Tell your neighbor, pass it down. Pass it down. Those are things that we need to do, amen. When you're at a table, man, and... I don't know about you, but on, on Thanksgiving, amen, we sit down, my family comes into town. It's a great time of just family time. But when we're sitting at the table, we tell them, pass it down. Come on, pa- pass the mashed potatoes. Pa- pass that down, amen. We, we don't want somebody to, to, to take it all or anything like that or hoard it, amen. We want it to be passed down. In the process of building each other, that we must build and disciple, listen, our younger generation as well. Come on. And the generations that follow us. Those that are 25 years and younger, I want you to stand up. 25 years or younger.
26, you just broke it. Amen. Now, I want you guys to remain standing for the rest of the sermon. No, 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 stand up, stand up, stand up. You won't be standing. I'm going to just play. I want you to look at these that are standing up here today, and, I, and, and we got a bunch of them that are in a classroom right now. Church, this is our next generation here. Come on. And those that are sitting down, amen, uh, not only are we to build ourselves, but you are to build those that are standing. Come on. We are to pass it down to them. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab a seat. You got to pass it down. You got to pass down what has been given through us through the course of disciple making and making them this next generation disciple makers as well. Come on. You got to pass it down. Otherwise, this living legacy will die to the next generation. Let me tell you right now if you're not passing it down, somebody's passing down something to them. You know, I was sitting, and we want to we want to go uh, just hang out with my kids and my grandkids uh, last night. And uh, my my grandson Max was going back home, and and so uh, my wife seen him. I didn't get to see him that much, and so we had some time. We got want to go have dinner, amen, and walk around Town Square and go have some ice cream and, and just. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's no, don't freak out. I'm going to pass this down, amen. I'm going to leave it right here, amen. But, but we went out to go, go eat, and, and so I'm sitting down. We got some ice cream, so uh, we got some seats there. And so I, I want to go uh, sit with my grandsons. And so I'm talking with them, and, and, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a, a TV monitor that's by one of the restaurants there, and President uh, Trump was in Las Vegas. And so my grandson says, ah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and so I, I listened to him. And he goes, oh, he wants to build a wall. And I said, well, we're on this side of the wall. We're okay, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> but no, but, but he had this, 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 this thing towards President Trump. And I said, where did you get that from? It was passed down in the schools. It was passed down by, by certain people, amen, that, that, that influenced him, discipled him. Discipled him on what to say, amen, of, of building this anger and resentment or towards our president. And I know that he hasn't made the, the wisest moves at times and, and all this other stuff, but he is the president, hallelujah. He is elected, amen, and, and so we need to pray for him. So I told him, you know what, don't talk to your president about that. You need to pray for him. So I talked to my grandson, so they were asking some few questions. Even my younger grandson says, you know what, well, I guess he was a better choice than Hillary. I said, way to go, Max. Hallelujah. <laughs> At that time, it was. Hallelujah. I, I believe. But, but, but if you don't pass down something to them, someone else is passing something to them. And I seen that in my grandson, so I had to disciple him and correct him. I said, you know what? This is not what we do. This is not who we are. We don't say, hey, let's get rid of them. Kill them. You know? It's something that we need to say, pray for him. Come on, we need to pray for them. We need to disciple them, and we need to pass down something to them. 
Otherwise, the living legacy, like I said, will die to the next generation. If you turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 71, verses 17 through 18, I'm reading out the NIV. And it says this, Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation. Somebody say next generation. Your mighty acts to all who are, to all who, uh, to all are, to what? The mighty acts to all who are to come. We must pass it down, church, a living legacy to the next generation. Now here in this uh, passage of Psalms, amen, David is speaking here. And David here is showing great wisdom when he asks God, let me proclaim your power. Somebody say, his power. Your power to the next generation. you got to understand that David here is old. He's an old man. He has gray hair, but he recognizes the challenge and the help in order to pass it down to the next generation, to pass down this living legacy, to pass down uh, this great gospel of Jesus Christ to the next generation. See, throughout history, this is, has not been an easy task. It's not getting any easier as well. It's a very challenging to both the old and the new generation. It's difficult for the new generation to receive from, from the old generation, as, as, as well as the old generation to adapt to the methods necessary to connect to the new. Something that I had to do myself to adapt. Come on, I'm, I'm old school. Come on, I know that, 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 you know, you look at me and say, man, you look like the young generation, Pastor. No, no, I'm old school. I'm an older man, and so, you know, my, my son had all these ideas, and I had to adapt to what he's doing. Dad, you got to do this. God, come on, let's, let's, get, let's get this. Come on, you're old. you got, you got to adapt to some things. And so in order to make a connection, I had to adapt. I see some of the adaption you see around me. Come on. This is not me, amen, but I had to adapt in order to make the connection, amen. Come on. So you got to do that. The younger generation right now think we're too old. You're too old. Yeah, you don't work no more. And then we think the, young, the younger generation are too young. They're mocosos. They don't know nothing. So there's a conflict there. Come on, somebody. But, and there, but let me tell you, both are needed. Let me tell you, my sons, now that, that, that they are older, realize the things that I was teaching them earlier, that dad's a very wise man. Come on. I wasn't doing anything to hurt them. I was doing something to benefit them. Though it may not benefit them that, that time, through life they realize, Dad, you're, you're pretty smart. And I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> See, one generation enters into a covenant with God, amen, and that covenant carries with it promise of future blessings. See, the goal is that we, somebody say, I... 
Come on, we, the older generation, those that were sitting down, amen, that we need to pass it down to the next generation, those that were standing up, to the generation that are in those classrooms right now. We need people, come on, brothers and sisters, that will invest and say, you know what, they are a popular generation, they are a valuable generation, that you know what, I need to input something, I need to pass down something to our younger generation. And not to be so focused on just me, us. They'll figure it out. It does not work that way. We need to pass something down. They're our future. The ones that are standing are our future. The ones in those little rooms right now, from the nursery to, to the middle to the older class, they are our future generations. And if we don't give them something, it's going to get lost. Are you following me, church? you got to ask God to help them go into a deeper covenant with God that will bring even greater promises. See, generation after generation really should bring forth greater and more powerful works. Come on. Deeper revelations. Come on, more mind-blowing miracles. It says here in John chapter 14, verse 12, the New Living Translation says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You see, the promises that God gave Abraham were to fulfill not through him in his generation, but his children's children. It was going to be passed down to the next generation. He says, you know what? I'm going to speak these promises over you, Abraham, but they're not for you to see. It's for your children to see. Talking to generations here, church. You know, I realized when I came out here, amen, God gave me, gave me vision for our city, gave me something to shoot here, but I may not see the fullness of what he gave me in my generation. But my son will see it. My grandson will see it. My grandson's grandkids will see it. They're going to see the fulfillment of what God has planned here in Las Vegas. I realize that. I'm going to leave a living legacy here. That I may not see to the full picture what God gave me for this city. But my kids are going to see it. And my kids' kids. Your kids' kids. Church. It's going to be passed down. We've got to pass something down. It says in Acts Chapter 7, verse 5. It says, But God gave him no inheritance here, not even one square foot of land. God did promise, however, that eventually the whole land would belong to Abraham and his descendants, even though he had no children. He's speaking future. He's speaking uh, future generations. He says, you know what? I'm not going to give you nothing. You're not going to see what I'm about to do, but your kids are. And it goes on to say in Isaiah 59, 21, and this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will the, these words that I have given you. They will be on their lips and on the lips of their children and your children's children forever, for I, the Lord, have spoken. That is a promise to your kids. What I have spoken, 
I give it to them. I'm going to put it in their lips. And then I'm going to put it in the lips of your children's children. This promise is going to go for generations. See, when faith and vision can be sustained through more than one generation church, the power and the magnitude of God's wisdom or vision grows into a deeper dimension. If we can pass it down, church, they can go into greater works with God. Come on, your kids are going to see things, man, that you didn't see. That are going to blow your mind. From generation, God's plan was to say, man, you're going to do greater works. Jesus said, you know, you're going to do greater works than that. And Jesus did some, some crazy things, right? Raising the dead, blind eyes open, lame walking. He says, you'll do greater things. Your kids will see that. Our kids are going to see that. But we have to what? Pass it down. Somebody say, pass it down. If you don't get anything from what I'm saying, pass it down. Just remind yourself, i got to pass it down. Now, don't pass down your bad habits. Come on. Don't pass down your attitude. Come on. Don't, don't, don't pass down your, your judgmental spirit. Pass down the word. Pass down the promises. Pass down the blessings. Come on. Let's get something straight here because sometimes we can disciple our own people wrong. We got so many crooked Christians today because they've been passed down with the wrong thing. You don't pass down your opinions, your thoughts, your, your ways. You pass down His ways. You pass down God's Word. If you're discipling somebody, you've got to make sure it's coming out of here. Yes, he's going to give you great revelation. Yes, God's going to move. I mean, some of these young preachers today, man, man, God is just blessed them with some heavy revelation. I mean, these guys drop bombs. Boom. And like, man, I've never heard it like that. Because this younger, younger generation are doing greater works. You know, I, I, can't, I can't just look at them and, and say, man, what, what's, i got to say, wow, that's, that's cool. they got some deep insight. But the thing is, when we use the Word of God and we want to do greater things and we're doing what we need to do is passing it down, God even gives you greater revelations for yourself. Didn't He say the older will have dreams and the younger people have visions? Is it vice versa? Old men would dream dreams. The younger will have visions. See, we still have dreams, church. Dreams that are going to get fulfilled by the younger generation. And so we got to keep on dreaming. Come on, somebody. Come on. Tell, tell your neighbor who's a little bit older, keep dreaming. <laughs> we, we, we don't want to offend nobody like, oh, keep dreaming. <laughs> listen, church. We are all part, listen, all part of preparing by passing down to the next generation through discipleship and leaving them a living legacy. If we fail to do this, church, we are in danger of losing a generation. Come on, we're, lo- we're going to lose a living legacy if we don't simply pass it down, if we don't simply look at our, our next generation, those that are standing, those that are in classrooms right now, if we don't look at them as valuable. They are valuable. They are precious in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the hands of God. Amen. Uh, come on, there are future presidents maybe. 
Come on, future somebody that's going to make a change here in this world. They had to start from somewhere, right? There were kids before. Something was passed down to them that stepped into greatness, amen. We need to pass down the greatness of the gospel, amen, to our children in order for them to continue this living legacy. Come on, don't you want the best for your kids? Don't, don't, don't. Uh, hopefully you fathers are saying, I want you to have what I have even better than what I have. I want you to do greater things than what I did. And my, my son, they strive for that. Uh, my son said, you know what, I'm going to do better than you. I'm going to make more money than you and all this stuff. I said, good, go for it. Just remember me when I get old. <laughs> remember me, amen. When me and mom are old, you know, you're going to take care of us. I believe they will. We left them something. We passed them down something. If we don't do this, church, we're going to lose a generation. Look what happened here in Judges chapter 2, verse 7. It says, All the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived them, and those who have seen all the great things that the Lord had done for Israel. See, Joshua was a, one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament. People during his time all personally had an experience, the power of God. They all experienced God's power of deliverance. They all experienced, amen, God's goodness. Anyone here of the older generation sitting down, come on, has God done something powerful in your life? Come on, has God done something so powerful? Come on, has He healed your marriage? Has He delivered you, amen, from the bondages of sin? Has He did something in your life? Can you pass down something to those that were standing up? That's the power of God. This is what happened in Joshua's day. They were seeing everything that God was doing in their lives, amen. They seen the power of God. They seen the parting of the Red Sea. They seen God fill them and bring manna when they were hungry, amen. He seen God deliver them. If God has done something powerful in your life, wouldn't it make sense to pass it down? Come on, if you found the secret to life, uh, if you found something that may change the world, wouldn't you pass it down? Wouldn't it make sense, church, to pass it down to the next generation as well? They need to hear your stories. They need to hear your struggles. They don't understand struggle now. This young generation don't understand how to fight. They don't. And us, us parents, we didn't teach them how to fight because we're too busy fighting ourselves. We're trying to get it together, amen. But now that you got it together, pass it down. Share the struggles. My, my son, my oldest son, he's never seen me drink. He's always pictured me as the man of God. My, my younger son. Did I say older son? Younger son. Older generation. Younger generation. You guys get it. One of them. I'm so confused now. Because I'm older. It's the older one that's taking care of me. But my younger son's never seen me. Brandon's never seen me drunk. Never seen me do anything. Never seen me yell at his wife. My mom. My mom. My mom. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to fight right now and he's not even here to see it <laughs> but he's never seen me 
And he's always looked at me as this man that, that God has used doing, doing his thing. You know, he looks at me like a guy that has it together. But I tell him my struggles. I tell him it took hard work to get where I'm at. It didn't just come overnight. This didn't happen. This is a constant work that I have to continue working at. Because you can lose it like that too. And so I got to tell him and remind him. I got to disciple my son. You know what? I've gone through the struggles. We have gone through our struggles. They have heard part of our testimony. Amen. And we're showing that there's power in God. That to get, Now that he's married, I say, you know what? Now that he's feeling the conflicts, now I'm saying, this is what you need to do, son. This is how you got to cover your wife. This is how you got to be a man of God. This, and he's listening. And he's listening. And he'll call me. And he'll always come to me and say, bad dad, I'm going through this. What, what, what did you do? What can I do? Gave him an outlet because I passed something down to him. Something of value that says, you know what? The things that my dad tells me to do, it works. So I'm going to go back to the source. And he comes to me, Dad, can you pass down something to me today? Can you pass down something how to handle this today? I said, yeah. I got history. I've got experience. I've experienced the power of God in my life. And so there's something that I can give him that's tangible. Something that, that, that's real. Something that if I tell him a story, he can go to mom and mom's going to, he's going to say, yeah, that's the way it was. This is what God did. We're always passing it down, encouraging our kids. Now we've got to do them to our grandkids. We've got to pass something down. But if you have something great that happened in your life that can give hope to somebody else, wouldn't you... Pass it down. I mean, there was things in our marriage that was just hard to talk at times. You know? But someone told us, you need to pass that down. You need to pass this down to somebody else. It will happen. So we started ministering to couples that go through certain things that they go through that, that we've gone through and say, you know what? This is what God did for us. I'm going to pass something down to you. We've done a few marriage retreats that we've gone and we just simply passed it down. Give them hope. And God's moved and used our testimony uh, that God has given us in the re- restoration of our marriage. We pass it down and it gives it hope to other people. I'm not going to hold this in and say, no, I'm not going to talk about this. There's shame. There's different things. And so God says, no, you need to pass it down. Pass it down because it may just encourage somebody. See, the Israelites under... Joshua experienced all that. He experienced the power of God. They experienced the, the miracles. Come on, the parting of the Red Sea, man. Wow. The pillars of fire that, that came up, amen, and stopped the, 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 the Pharaoh's armies from getting them. Wow. The things that God, every time they complain and murmur, God always answered their prayers. God always came through, and they seen these miracle powers that were working. They experienced all that. They've seen it with their very eyes, the power of God. But somehow, church, through all that, all that mind-blowing thing that happened, the experiences that they've seen, they failed to pass it down to the next generation. Joshua chapter 2, verse 10 says this. After that generation died, the generation that saw all the power of God, the generation that saw the parting of the Red Sea, the generation that saw all the miracles, Another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things that He had done for Israel. 
they failed to pass it down. They don't remember. I don't think that's the scripture. <laughs> but it's in there. Google it. I messed up or my son messed up. I don't know what happened. But since he's not here, I take blame. But there's a scripture that says that in there in Joshua. The generation grew up, did not acknowledge God or not acknowledge any of the mighty deeds or things that had done for Israel. They didn't pass it down. They were so caught up in their things. They, you know, they, it, it can be that they got so focused on their own ministry. Hello. Building their own ministry, building their own works, amen. They, they were so focused on personal goals. Maybe they were focused on, on just the older generation, focusing on, on just the, the brothers around their same age, amen. Focused on finances and bills, uh, personal difficulties, uh, building their own homes while God's house lied in ruins. That they forgot to pass it down to their sons and their daughters. And they lost a generation. We too, the ones that were sitting down, if we don't pass it down to those that are standing up, we may lose them too. It happens, church. It still happens today. Come on, if it happened back then, it can happen today. If we don't pass it down, we can lose a generation. A generation that desperately needs Jesus. Come on. These kids today are doing things that we would never even do. It's just, they're crazy things. Or things that we wouldn't admit to. <laughs> that they, It's just a, a, a vile, wicked generation. And our kids are involved in that. Wouldn't it make sense to pass it down to them? And save them the heartache and save them the confusion and save them all this stuff? The Bible says to train up your child in the ways that they should go. And when they depart from it, they'll know how to return from it. You've you got to pass it. The choice is ultimately theirs. You've got to pass it down, though. You've got to give them something. They're going to make their own decisions. You can't force them to come to church. You can't force them to get saved. You can't force those things. Maybe when they're younger, they, 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 you're going to church. I don't care if you want to or not. But, but after 18, you know, they, you can't really force them. You've got to learn to trust God and let them go. I had to trust my God with my kids. I to, they know they will know well with us. They're going to have to learn now. And they know what to do when things get rough and they know where God's house is always at. You've got to train them up. You've got to teach them. You've got to pass it down. Now, we still got to reach out to each other. Those that were sitting down, oh, it doesn't mean forget you. I'm going to focus over No. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta still pass it down to each other. Those that were sitting down, we still have to build each other, but we have to bring a balance. You gotta balance it. It's not just all about your ministry. It's not just all about you, 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 mom, mom, mom. This, this. you gotta balance it with the kids. There has to be a balance in this, amen. And reaching our next generation, that generation includes your kids and your grandkids. There has to be a balance. That's why we have life groups. 
They're important, amen, to pass something down. That's why, come on, eating, reading, and praying together is powerful as a family, amen. A family that prays together, they stay together, church. There has to be a balance there, amen. I'm not, you know what, I'm not only reaching the next generation, but, but the generation that follows that generation, which our kids are in those rooms right now. We've got a lot of new babies. They need something to be passed down to them. We've got to pass it down. Come on, they're our future. Come on, they're our future worshipers. Come on, they're our future preachers. They're our future encouragers, teachers, prophets, leaders. They're, they're our future. We've got to pass it down. We are always one generation from losing everything that we have in God. One generation, that generation, that generation died. This another, another generation rose up who did not even acknowledge there was a God. That's scary that they don't even know who God is. Yes, kids today, they don't even know who Jesus is. They don't know who Jesus is. They, they, they don't know who He is. They don't know what He came to do. They don't know nothing. They don't know God. You failed to pass it down. And our kids are dying. We're going to hell. And we're just so focused. Oh, well, well, they'll figure it out. Well, we have to, we got to have a compassion for them. Because let me tell you, the other one, the evil one, is reaching out to them. He said, I, I'll teach you. He brings them in. He, Makes them feel welcome, part of. You're important to me and my plan. Everybody wants to be able to feel welcome. So kids will go anywhere that they feel loved or accepted. I accept you. They don't. I accept you. So many things going on in our schools today. Transgenders, genders. They're confused. We're caught up in that. The whole world needs Jesus, guys. We have the answer to pass it down. Just share the love of God with them. Don't force them. Let them explain themselves. Let me hear what you think. Let me share some of these things. Let me let me share you my story. We win them by love, church. Got to pass it down. Our children are promised. You know that? Our kids are promised. They're a promise. Satan has always attacked. Listen, the children are promised. I want you to listen to this part. My sons, my daughter, my grandsons, my granddaughter are promised. Your kids are promised. And you know what? Satan knows that. Why do you think he attacks our kids? Why do you think this confusion that's going on with our kids of gender and all this stuff, you know whose plan is that? Satan's. He's trying to get a plan to get them all. There's always been a plan. Why? Because they are children of promise. Come on, they're not just going through a rebellious stage. Well, maybe sometimes. But you know what? They're not just going. They're, they're, no, they're promised, amen. And we have to pass it down to the next generation. That's why Pharaoh, 
Amen. At that time, killed all the male babies of the time of Moses. Amen. Herod, King Herod, amen. He did the same in the time of Jesus. Why? You got to understand there were children of promise, amen. The ancient pagan, uh, pagans, amen, will get their people to intermingle their, their women with covenant men. Why? Because they were promised in order to turn their children from following the God of Israel. There's always been a history of Satan coming after our kids. And he's still doing it today. It's the devil's strategy. Listen, it's to kill the righteous errors before they're able to rise up to the, their potential in God. See, our kids haven't reached the potential. And so Satan's after them. Because once they reach potential, they can be powerful, church. They can do some damage for the kingdom of God. But they're reaching. He goes, man, I need attack. I need attack. I need attack before they get a hold of this. So you figure and saying, well, they'll figure it out later. We're failing. We're failing it to pass it down to the next generation. And Satan's already working on them. He comes after our kids. In 2 Samuel 14, 25, it says, Now Absalom was praised and was the most handsome man of all Israel. He was flawless from head to toe. Kind of sounds like me a little bit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Absalom, amen. He was an outstanding young man. If you study Absalom, he can move people. People would listen when he, when he spoke him, and he was very gifted. He was very sensitive to the people's needs. He was a leader that people would follow. This is David's son. Absalom would have made a great king. But before he was to put into position, before he rose where God can use him, before he can go to his full potential, he stepped out of God's will. Satan had a strategy against this young man. His half-brother, if you know the story, raped his sister. And his father David did not deal with bringing a righteous judgment. So Absalom allowed bitterness and rebellion to creep over his heart and he lost his destiny. Satan is after our kids. Uh, Our kids are promised. Amen. There's a promise and destiny and Satan is going to do anything to stop them. We have to pass it down. You see why it's so important to spend time with your kids? Why it's so important to bring them to church? Why it's so important to pray for them, read the Word of God to them, tell the stories, tell them what God has done in your life? Come on. They may not understand it. They may say, you know what, you're just too old, or, you know, that's a fairy tale. No, no, share it anyway. Because he's still sharing his lies. Satan's sharing his lies to him. Tell the truth. Share your truth. Share your word. Pass it down. Wow, God has done some great things in this place, hasn't He? Come on, has He done some great things in your, in, your, in your life? Come on, are there marriages in this place that have been restored? Come on, is there some answer prayers that God has given you? Come on, have you been healed by the power of God? Amen. Come on, anyone in this place? Come on, there's something that God has done in our lives that we need to pass down. Look at your life right now presently and know, man, God, you've been so good to me. Man, you've been good. 
Man, I wake up in the morning. I'm sitting in my, in my, in my living room. Every morning I sit down. I say, God, you're too good. God, you are so faithful. Do you know that he is committed to you? He is committed to you. He will never leave you. He is committed to you. He's committed. He goes after you. He loves you so much he goes after you. He loves you. He's committed. He says, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do. My word's going to stay. I'll always be here for you. It's a commitment. Some of us, we need to wake up in the morning and just, just take a look at your life and see what God has done. And see if it doesn't bring a shout to you or a smile on your face or just run upstairs and kiss your wife for nothing. There's times, man, it just, like today, she came downstairs, amen, and I'm sitting where I'm sitting, thanking God, going over a few things. He says, you're so handsome. That's I know. <laughs> I'm so modest. <laughs> I, I received it. I was not going to deny it. I receive it. It's more blessed than to receive than to give. So she, I'm receiving it. No. But those are things that God shows us. You think it was her attention to come down and simply say that to me? But as she see me sitting there, a glow came. And God just reminded her, there's your handsome man. <laughs> Tell him, you're so handsome. And I was like, you know what? No, but do you know what that, how that made me feel? I felt blessed. If you know our struggle, if you know our, our history, if you know our, 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 our testimony, that, that's just God saying, didn't I tell you I was going to put it all together? Didn't I say I was going to fix this? Didn't I, didn't I say I'm going to put you together? Man, didn't I say I'm, I'm just leaving it in my hands and it'll be okay? Those are just little reminders. That God does, and I'm sitting there, and I'm receiving it, and I'm, I'm blessed as it is, and then to hear that on top of it, I was like, man, God, you are so good. You preserve me well. <laughs> I'm going to move on, amen. Church, I'm not full of myself. I'm just full of God. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm blessed, and I will say I'm blessed. I'll tell anybody I'm blessed. I am a blessed, blessed. Are you blessed? Oh, you should, you should be smiling. It should be, you know, the storm that you're going through, you'll get through it. Why? Because He's committed to you. Come on, the battle you're going through it, there's still victory in Jesus. It's not over. Come on. Whatever you're going through, God has your back still. Come on, don't, don't disregard and forget the, what He's done in the past. What He'll do back then, He'll do it again and again and again and again and again. Come on. We go from glory to glory, church. Victory to victory. Though we go to battle, we still have victory in our lives. If you're going through a storm, God's just setting you up for something He's going to blow your mind in. If you hold on to the promise. This promise still stands. The things spoken over your life, maybe years ago, still stands. It's still valid. Amen. Come on, you are still valuable. Amen. God wants to bless you. 
So our, there are good things that God has done in our lives. Pass it down. Pass it down. Pass it to your kids. Pass it to a stranger. Pass it to those that you see broken. Pass it to those in need. Your, your, your pass down, your testimony may just save somebody's life. You never know. Come on. Everybody's one prayer away from a breakthrough. Somebody's one prayer away from hearing something that they need to hear that's just going to turn their life around. Remember the turnaround in your life? Man, that one, that, that one thing that just hits you, that just said, that's it. I'm in it for life. I'm doing this. That one thing that kept you going, even through the storms and battles that you go through. You've got to sometimes look back at that. God, you did it again. Back then, you're going to do it again. Hold on. Hold on. There should not be any sadness in our lives, church, though we sadness hits us. Yes, we're emotional. Yes, we go through feelings. Yes, we are built like that, but God's still good. Come on, shake that off. Keep going forward. Listen, God doesn't look at our mistakes, mistakes that we make lightly. Come on, God forgives us. He restores us. Can somebody say amen? But if you ignore the things that He has given you, listen, or you hold lightly the things that are holy, it will cost you. It will cost you your promise and your destiny. Let's just do what we need to do. Our banner for the year is to be still and know that He's God. And it's during those times and seasons that you're going to have to trust God with those things that have been passed down to you. Because even the things that are passed down to us is to benefit us. To help us during those times, church. As I close today, you know, Jesus told the story of the prodigal son. Right? And how the father rejoiced when the son came home. While a big party was thrown in his honor. Come on, it seemed all good. It seemed, man, he's back. Everything's back to normal. But not really. See, we have to understand, church, the son's inheritance that was given to him, the thing that was passed down to him, was spent. That younger brother lost his destiny. Yeah, he's home, he's saved, praise the Lord. But he lost his destiny. The older son never did. You've got to understand that. It was a great celebration. Brother's home. But he lost what God had planned for him. He spent it. Everything that was passed down. He didn't use it for the kingdom of God. God restored him. We don't know the story. What's to become of him? Of course, God's the God of turnaround. I'm a God of turnaround. I lost, I lost my destiny, church, when I bachelored for 10 years. My plan, God's plan, I was not supposed to be here. This was not my destiny. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I lost it. But He gave me something back. I'm 
part of something that needs to hear. And for, for many of us, it's, it's a blessing for all of us. God turns things around for His glory. But His, His plan and purpose was not for me to be here. I, I could have been saved for 30, 30 plus years. Who knows where I'd be? I was thinking about it yesterday. Man, God, where would I be if I didn't blow it those 10 years of being lost? Where I spent everything that was given to me. Man, would I be in Vegas? Where would I be? Would I have, I think sometimes, would I have planted some churches? Would I have my own harvesters? Right now, I'm thinking all these things. Man, God, I could have been like these guys of old, the warriors of Grace Chapel. I'm glad that God turned the turnaround in my life. And he still included me in his plan. But I did lose something, church. His young brother lost something. Let's not lose what's been given to us. Let's pass it down. Let's stay focused and stay, keep going what we need to do. Amen? Come on, let's all stand. Hallelujah.